I want to speak to you from this thought as we dive back to the Old Testament today. This is keeping you from your dream. This right here is keeping you from your dream. If you're new around here at People's Church, I want you to know that we talk about the Holy Spirit quite a bit around here. Uh, the Holy Spirit is the third person in the Godhead, or some would call it the Trinity. There's God the Father, there's God the Son, and there's God the Holy Spirit. And at the very moment you give your life to Jesus Christ, the scripture says that you're sealed with the Holy Spirit. Whenever you're born again, you're regenerated, you, you're converted, you become a Christian a Christ follower the Holy Spirit takes up residence on the inside of you and yet the scripture goes on to say in Ephesians chapter 5 and verse number 18 that we should be continually filled with the power of the Holy Spirit so we're sealed with the Holy Spirit but we can continue continually be filled over and over and over again with the power of the Holy Spirit and I want you to understand that all of us need to be continually filled with the power of God's Holy Spirit because when we're full of the Holy Spirit, that's how we live and operate in the fruit of the Spirit. That's how we can operate in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. There are so many reasons to be filled with the Holy Spirit. It's for power to be a witness. It's, it's so that you can live a life of purity unto God, being filled with the Holy Spirit. And yet, the thing I want to talk to you about today can be so easily overlooked or not connected to the Holy Spirit. And that is this. You need to get filled with the Holy Spirit and need to be continually filled with the Holy Spirit so that you can live out God's dream and vision for your Life. You see, one of the roles of the Holy Spirit is to give you vision and dreams for your now and for your future. It's to give you dreams and vision for the present and also for your tomorrows. You need to be filled with the Holy Spirit to live out God's dream for your life. Here's what I want you to understand. Here's the premise. Here's the backbone of my message today. People full of the Holy Spirit. Are people full of dreams and vision from God? The scripture says this in Acts chapter 2. It was also quoted from the book of Joel is where he's quoting from in the book of Acts chapter 2 verse 17 and 18 says, In the last days, anybody believe we're living in the last days? Living in the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days and they will prophesy. And I, I love how the Bible says God will pour out his spirit on all people. The power of the Holy Spirit, the gifts of the Holy Spirit are both for men and women. God wants to use you whether you're a man or a woman. Aren't you grateful that God pours out his spirit on all flesh, on all people? And then he goes on to say, God gives vision and dreams to both young and the old. Teenagers, young adults, 
Don't let anyone stop you from dreaming big dreams. When you get full of the power of the Holy Spirit, God will give you vision for your now and for your future. Young people, you're never too young to be mightily used of God. God wants you to be full of his Holy Spirit, and he wants to use you in a powerful way. I'm talking to every teenager, every young adult. God's created you, and he wants to fill you full of the power of the Holy Spirit so that you will be a world changer, so that you will be a history maker. God's hand is on your life for such a time as this and today if you're a little older I haven't decided yet if I'm in the young club or the old club and I don't need you to tell me and if you're a little older God's not done with you you should still be dreaming in God's kingdom you don't retire, you refire. Yeah, you might retire from your job, but you never retire from being used in the kingdom of God. If you're older, God still wants to use you in big ways. And some of you need to get a fresh dream from God. You're a little older and you got on the sideline. You're, you're relaxing. You're chilling. You're, you're, just, you're just sitting on the sidelines, not doing much for the Lord. And I want you to understand that God pours out his spirit in these lives days and he gives young men vision, uh, dreams and uh, young men vision and he gives old men and women dreams. God has a dream for your life no matter how old you are. He wants to use your life to make a difference. People full of the Holy Spirit are full of dreams and visions from God. Great things always happen because of a dream. They always begin with a dream. I think about people's church. Some of you really don't know how it really started. I gave my life to Jesus at 17. Preached my first message at 17. And at 18 years old, I was standing in my shower. I know I'm getting a little personal. And the water was coming down, hitting my face. And I had a vision just from God. In that shower, I just saw that water, and I just saw thousands of people as the water was hitting my face. I saw thousands of people coming to Jesus, and I just began to cry and began to weep in the shower. I knew from little Wewoka, Oklahoma, standing in that shower in Wewoka, that one day I was going to preach in front of thousands of people. I didn't know where. I didn't know when. I didn't know how. I just had a vision. I had a vision from God. I can remember I was supposed to be cutting the grass there in Wewoka in our yard. And, and, and I, instead of cutting the grass, we had two pillars that kind of went kind of out into the grass. And then there were stairs that came up. And I got out on one of the pillars. And the grass, the wind was kind of blowing, that Oklahoma wind. And the grass was swaying. And I just began to cry. Tears came down my face because instead of mowing the yard, I saw that grass. And I saw people. I saw thousands of people. I saw myself preaching. I saw people coming to Jesus. Can I tell you, people's church started on Saran Drive in Wewoka, Oklahoma, with this old boy preaching the grass at a vision. I saw it at 18. 
great things always begin with a dream, with a vision from God. Great moves of God always start with a vision. A great move of God in your family. A great move of God in your children. A great move of God in your marriage. A great move of God in your career. A great move of God in your finances. A great move of God for your future. Great moves of God even in our church. It always begins with a dream from God. And today, as we go back to the Old Testament, I want us to look at a dreamer in the Bible. His name is Joseph. The Bible says this in Genesis chapter 37, verse 5. One verse, let me read it to you. It says, Joseph had a dream. And when he told it to his brothers, they hated him all the more. God gave Joseph a dream for his life. It's vital. This is vital to understand. Joseph had a dream from God for his life. You got to get a dream from God. You don't want to have a dream from yourself because if you don't have a dream from God, that means you're following your own dream. And following your own dream never ends well. Proverbs 29 verse 18 says, when people do not accept divine guidance, God's guidance, God's revelation, God's dream, it goes on to say they run wild. But whoever obeys the law is joyful. Another translation says about this verse, it says, where there is no vision, the people perish. When people don't have God's vision for their life, they run wild. They run aimlessly. They perish. And we all desperately need divine guidance, not just natural guidance. You need divine guidance for your dating. You don't want just to have your dream for dating. You need God's dream. You need divine guidance for your marriage and for your family. You don't want your dream for your marriage and family. You want God's dream for your marriage and family. You need divine guidance when it comes to parenting. Divine guidance when it comes to handling money. Divine guidance when it comes to your career. Divine guidance when it comes to your education. You need divine guidance when it comes to your future. Your decision making, divine guidance. Not just natural human guidance. Even when it comes to making a difference for the Lord, you need divine guidance. God, how do you want to use me to make a big difference? I even think about July 23rd, we're having our first ever serve day. And thousands of us are going to go out in Oklahoma City and in Indianapolis and make a big difference in our city. Would you ask God to do this? Would you ask God to give you divine guidance? Would you ask God to give you a dream? God, how can I make a difference? I, I believe God's going to give some of you such a big dream during this season to make a difference that you're not going to just make a difference for that July 23rd, but you're going to keep serving some of you throughout the year. Some of you, every July, you're going to go back and do the same thing and make a big difference. Matter of fact, my, my wife and I were talking, and she just has this dream, this vision of, of helping a couple of single moms out. And one of them she, she talked to that they just needs some work done on a couple of doors in her home. Another one needs some sod laid and, and needs some, some people to come purchase some sod and, and get some sod laid in her yard. We thought we could help some single moms out who just need some assistance in this season. What kind of dream could God give you to make a difference on July 23rd on serve day? I don't have about six of you smiling at me right now. Some of you. God, give us a dream to make a difference. Matter of fact, take a picture of this right now. I don't have time to 
preach long on it, but man, I'm believing. Would you get a picture of that? And then you can go to the People's Church app, go to Serve Day, create an account, and go, go find, get your people. Get you your small group or people you serve with at church or some friends at church and go, go find a project. Go create a project. Go find somebody that needs some help and go make a difference. Go serve. Go clean up some yards. Go, go sweep somebody's house. Go lay some tile. Go, go help. Go make a difference in somebody's life. Come on, church. Do you believe God gives us big dreams to make a difference for people? I believe it. God, give us dreams. Give us dreams. And one of the interesting things about Joseph, he had a dream from God. But it took 13 years before he began to see that dream come to pass. Joseph encountered several obstacles that stood in between him and his dream. So here's what I want to do today. So first of all, my prayer is that God will give you a dream. He would give you a vision. You would have a dream from God before you leave today. But then I want to talk to a group of you today that you have this dream. You have this vision from God, but, but it's not happening. You keep having problems. You keep having obstacles. You keep having setbacks. And today I want to teach you how to overcome the obstacles that stand in between you and God's dream for your life. Five obstacles today. Five obstacles that stand in between you and your dream. For all of my note takers, be ready to take some good notes today. For all of you that don't take notes, be ready to take some good notes today. Point number one is this. Point, point number one. Details stand in between you and your dream. When God gives you a dream, he rarely gives you all the details, if any. God gave Joseph this dream at, at 17 years old, and he had a dream he was going to be powerful. He was going to be influential. He was going to be so powerful, even he, he was going to be a ruler over his own family. And he had this incredible big dream, but didn't know when it was going to happen, didn't know where it was going to happen, didn't know how it was going to happen, and that's how God works in our lives. He gives us dreams, but he rarely gives us all the details. And I'm glad God doesn't give us all the details. Because if he gave me all the details, I probably wouldn't want to go after the dream anymore. I, I got to go through all of that? This principle that I'm teaching you right now was so difficult for me to learn. God leads in steps. He gives you this big old dream, this vision, but then he doesn't give you all the details. He just gives you the next step. And you got to be faithful to take the next step. Proverbs 16, verse 9. We make our plans, but the Lord determines our steps. Everybody shout steps. Yeah, we, we have plans. We have dreams and vision, but the Lord determines our steps. Psalms chapter 17, verse 5, my steps, everybody shout steps. Yeah, my steps have stayed on your path. I have not wavered from following you. To see God's dream come to pass, you have to stay on God's path. You need divine guidance, not natural guidance. You have to take steps in staying on God's path. Job chapter 23, verse 11, my feet closely followed his, everybody say steps, his steps. I have kept to his way without turning Aside, you got to closely follow his steps, divine 
guidance. That's why you got to seek the face of God. That's why I push so hard frequently about giving God at least the first 15 minutes of your day every day. The very first, give him, read your Bible, pray, worship, because you need divine guidance. You need God's dream. You got to stay close to God so you know the right steps to take. That's, that's why you got to seek after God. That's why January, every January, 21 days of prayer and fasting, that can't be optional for you. You need divine guidance, not natural guidance. You need to be in the presence of God, filled with the power of God. Divine guidance so that you know the next step to take. That's why revival nights is so important. Can I tell you, we're not doing this to waste your time. You need moments in the presence of God to press in night after night, God touching you, giving you divine guidance. August the 8th, we begin 21 days of prayer. We'll have our 6 a.m. prayer services. That can't be optional. You need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. You need 21 days to get closer to God, to press into God because you need divine guidance. My feet have closely Followed his steps. Psalm 119, verse 133 says, guide my steps. Everybody say steps. By what? By your word. So I will not be overcome by evil. God gives us divine guidance through his word, through the Bible. Not only do we need to read the Bible every day, it's so important that we're in God's word, but you need to be in church every single Sunday that you can for divine guidance from God's word. The world is always trying to give you their guidance, and you got to counteract that with God's divine guidance. That's why you got to have your student, your teenager in epic student ministry. That's why all of you young adults need to be at recharge on Thursday. Why? Because you need divine guidance from God's word. Jeremiah 10 verse 23, Lord, I know that people's lives are not their own. It is not for them to direct their what? Their what? Their steps. Don't direct your own steps. Don't follow natural guidance. Stay close to Jesus. You need divine direction. Psalm 37 verse 23. I can give you scripture after scripture after scripture. Steps, steps. Verse 23 says, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delights in his way. You see, we want God to lead us in leaps. Lord, show us the next months. Show me 2023. Give me 2027. God says, no, no, no. The steps of the good man, of the good woman, are ordered of the Lord. God will always give you the next step. You got to have faith to take it. God gave Tiffany and I a vision at 25 and 23 to start a church. We were living in Missouri. When God gave us the vision, when he gave us the dream of starting a multicultural church that would reach people, that would be a move of God, a move of the Holy Spirit, lives would be changed. We didn't know where we were going. We didn't know when it would happen. We just began to take the next, the next steps. God opened up a door here in Oklahoma, spoke to our hearts. We moved to Oklahoma City in January of 2002. Didn't know where we would start a church. We started living in a hotel. Ended up securing the AMC Theater at the Quell Springs Mall to start People's Church. Secured a little office space on May around 122nd. Had a little small office there. And People's Church began May 12, 2002 with 65 people. 
Can I tell you, we had this vision to reach people and to see lives change, but we had no idea that one day we would buy 50 acres of land that I'm preaching on today. We had no idea. We just started taking steps. We had this big vision. We had no idea that one day we would start a Midwest City campus. We had no idea that one day we would start a Northwest campus. We were just taking steps, and God began to lead us to the next step. We had no idea that one day we would start, start a Mabel Bassett. We would start Indianapolis. We had no idea that, that, that one day we'd have thousands watching online we had no idea all we were doing is taking steps you see the bible says we make our plans but god determines our steps i, I think about our edmund campus it was in our hearts to launch an edmund campus and we wanted to start the campus in 2020 and then 2021 2022 and we we had the dream in 20 2019 and then in 2020 there was this little thing that happened You'll think about it. You'll remember one day. And this pandemic happened. And we had this dream and vision and had to put it off. And because we make plans, but the Lord determines our steps. 2021 didn't work out. And then our goal was let's launch it in 2022. And had no idea that as we were following the Lord's steps, that then he would open up a door that we didn't even realize when we had the dream in 2020 and 2019. We had no idea in 2021 that God would open up a door for us to buy 23 acres of land in Edmond, Oklahoma. We were just taking steps. But the Lord, he is the one that determines our steps. We make our plans, but he determines our steps. That was not in the, that was not in the plan, but his steps led us right and so now we're working to try to secure a facility we've been working for quite some time trying to secure a facility get all the details together and here's what I have learned about God I wanted to see it in 2020 then 2021 then 2022 and we're just start praying like never before we're close to securing the exact facility that we want haven't got it quite done yet but things are looking favorable and we're looking to launch that campus in early 2023 but here's what I've learned about the Lord if I can help somebody to Day. We make our plans, but the Lord determines our steps. And our job is just to keep taking the next step. We want divine guidance, not human guidance. Number two, number two, number two, number two. The second obstacle, and that is adversity, stands between you and your dream. When you study the life of Joseph, you quickly find out that adversity stood in between him and his dream. If you're not familiar with the story, in Genesis chapter 37, his own brothers sold him into slavery and he ended up in Egypt. In Genesis chapter 39, he was in Potiphar's house and he was working for this man and his wife accused him of a rape that he did not commit and then Joseph was thrown, thrown into prison. And then in Genesis chapter number 40, the chief cupbearer forgot all about Joseph in the prison and he had to stay there a much longer time. Joseph encountered adversity 13 years of adversity before he ever began to see the dream come to pass I want to encourage somebody today adversity always stands between you and your God-given dream don't you let adversity stop you from pursuing your dream. Don't you think you're out of God's will because things are getting hard. Adversity is a part of divine destiny. No adversity, no destiny. No adversity, no destiny. Don't quit in the hard times. 
I can think about the vision. I can think about the dream that God has given Tiffany and I. I can think about the dream in the shower when I was taking a shower and had this vision of preaching in front of thousands of people. And then I took my next step and I went off to college. I went off to university in, in the state of Arkansas to play college football. And it was hard. Leaving Little Wewoka, being the first person in my immediate family to get a college education. I mean, there were some challenges. There was a lot of insecurity. There was a lot of doubt. There was adversity, a vision, but adversity. Then uh, Tiffany and I, we started traveling full time. And can I tell you, God gave us this vision to travel full time, to reach people all around America, around the world. And I could give you some horror stories. Horrible times that I went through, that we went through, traveling to preach God's word. And then God called us to start a church. We sold our home in Missouri, had this vision, this dream of reaching people. Moved to Oklahoma City. Started People's Church. This huge vision. Can I tell you, it hadn't been easy. There have been some dark days. There been some difficult days over 20 years. Pastoring is not always easy. The last couple of years surely hasn't been easy. Some of y'all crazy. Not y'all. Not, not, not this service. I'm talking, I'm talking about another service. Another service. Y'all are the good ones. Now I'm just saying, you can have this dream. You can have this God vision. And then adversity happens. Number three is this. Number three is this. Let me give you a third obstacle that stands between you and your dream. And that is temptation stands between you and your dream. Notice this back in the life of Joseph. So now he is in Potiphar's house. He's been sold by his brothers. He's now living in Potiphar's house. And notice what happens. Genesis chapter 39 verse 6. So he left in Joseph's care everything he had. With Joseph in charge, he did not concern himself with anything except the food he ate. Now, Joseph was well-built and handsome. How many of you men would say that's what people say about you when they write? Huh? Come on. Yeah, pastor, well-built, handsome. Verse 7, and after a while, his master's wife took notice of Joseph because whenever you're walking in God's favor, the enemy will always take notice of you. And said, come to bed with me. I always called that the direct approach. She didn't say, come grab some coffee. Let's get a latte together. Let's. She didn't say, would you come sit down? I just want to talk to you. She was like, nah, bruh. Come to bed with me. Verse 8, verse 8. But he refused. With me in charge, he told her, my master does not concern himself with anything in the house. Everything he owns, he has entrusted to my care. No one is greater in this house than I am. My master has withheld nothing from me except you because you are his wife. How then could I do such a wicked thing and sin against God? I think that's one of the key phrases we have to understand whenever we sin. It's not about you. It's about we're sinning against. And I'm sinning against, against God. And though she spoke to Joseph day, after day, can I tell you something about temptation? When God's hands on your life, when you have a vision from God, temptation will come day after day after day. But scripture says he refused 
to go to bed with her or even be with her. We've got to have some people that says, God, I will honor you, and I refuse. I won't entertain it. I'm not, I, listen, he didn't start texting her. He didn't DM her in her social media inbox. He said, I refuse. I'm not even going to entertain how to sin against God. Verse 11 says, one day he went into the house to attend to his duties, and none of the household servants was inside. She caught him by his cloak and said, come to bed with me. But he left his cloak in her hand and ran out of the house. Whenever you have a dream from God, temptation is always lurking right around the corner. And I've come to tell you God's hands on your life. You have a dream and a vision from God. Don't you start entertaining that sin. Don't you start flirting with that sin. Don't you start giving in to that temptation. I'm talking to somebody today. You've got to respond like Joseph did. The Bible says Joseph was tempted and the way that he responded was not to flirt with it would not was not to get as close to the edge to it as he could no the bible says the way to respond to temptation some of you you're flirting you're on the edge god's got a dream for you he's got vision you're messing around with it you're playing with it i wonder what would have happened to joseph the vision and dream that he had if he wouldn't have ran away from temptation number four is this number four the the fourth obstacle that stands between you and your dream is selfishness selfishness stands between you and your dream in genesis chapter 50 let me catch you up what's happening in joseph's life so it's been 13 years the dream has come to pass He's second in charge of Egypt. A famine is in the land. His brothers need food because there's no food where they're living. And he has lots of food stored up to sell to people as second in charge of Egypt. And he provides food for his brothers. And he begins to reflect back with his brothers about them selling him into slavery. And he said this to them in Genesis chapter 50 and verse number 20. You intended to harm me, you knuckleheads, you dogs, you fools. That's not what he said. That's, not what, that's what some of you would say, but that's not what he said. He said, you intended to harm me, so I'm going to kill you suckers. You no good punks. That's not what he said. He said, you intended to harm me. Here's the key. But God. I see God, I saw God's hand, but God intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. God's dream for your life is always connected to his purpose not your purpose. God's dream is not about your glory. It's about his glory. God's dream is it includes me, but it's not about me. God's dream is always about the saving of many lives. God's dream is always about more changed lives. God wants to give some of you crazy influence. He wants to make you crazy popular, but it's not for you. It's for more changed lives. 
God wants some of you to be a world-class leader. He wants you to be this leader of leaders in, in your company, in, in the city, in, in the state, in, in the nation, in the world. He wants to make you a very influential, powerful leader. But it's not about you. It's about more change lives. God wants to give some of you incredible wisdom, incredible insights to how to solve complex problems. There's so many complex problems in, in society and in the world and in the state and in the nation. And God wants to give you incredible wisdom, incredible insight on how to solve those problems. But it's not about you. It's about more changed lives. God wants some of you to be a phenomenal athlete, but not for your glory. It's for his glory. It's for more change. Lives. God wants to give some of you an incredible amount of money. He wants you to have a whole lot of money, but it's not all for you. God wants you to use your money to see more change your lives. Matter of fact, keep your ears open for it. We're going to launch a new ministry called the Legacy Dream Team because God's given some of you the gift of giving to make money to be able to use it to see more change lives. Can I tell you, God's dream for our life. It includes us, but it's not all about us. It's about more change lives. But selfishness will always try to creep in. It's about me. It's about my name. It's about me being famous. It's about me being popular. It's about me making a whole lot. It's just about me. No, no, no. God's hand is on your life. He's giving you a dream for the saving of many lives. Number five is this. Here's the fifth obstacle. Haters stand between you and your dream. Let me take you back to the beginning of his story in Genesis chapter 37, verse 17 and 18. It says, so Joseph went after his brothers, his dad sent him, and found them near Dothan. But they saw him in the distance, and before he reached them, they plotted to kill him. Joseph's own brothers, his own flesh and blood, hated him and wanted to kill him because of his dream. Let me say this to you. Not everybody wants to see your dream come to pass. It goes on to say in that very next verse, Genesis 37, verse 19, his brother said, here comes that dreamer. I hope that's what people say about you. They're so full of the Holy Spirit, always dreaming. Got this vision from God. Oh, child, stay away from them. They're just dreaming all the time. So much vision, they're always talking. Here comes that dreamer. Come now. Let's kill him and throw him into one of these cisterns and say that a ferocious animal devoured him. Then we'll see what comes of his dreams. When Reuben heard this. He tried to rescue. Everybody shout rescue. He tried to rescue him from their hands. Let's not take his life, he said. Don't shed any blood. Throw him into this cistern here in the desert, but don't lay a hand on him. Reuben said this to rescue him from them and take him back to his father. All of Joseph's brothers wanted to kill him because of his dream except for Reuben. And Reuben said, I'm going to try to rescue him. I want to keep the dreamer alive. And so many things are trying to kill your dreams. 
the devil, discouragement, sin, mistakes, failure, insecurity, haters are trying to kill your dream. And God sent me here today to be your Reuben. I've come here to tell you, keep the dream alive. I've come here to tell you to keep dreaming, keep stepping. Your dream has to come to pass because it's not about you. It's about more changed lives. I know you've taken a licking, but you got to keep on ticking. I know you lost some battles, but you're not going to lose the war. I know you're tired, but you're not done. You're injured, but you're not dead. You got to keep going. You got to keep dreaming. You got to keep stepping. You got to keep moving. You got to keep pursuing God because it's not about you. It's about the saving of many lives. Your grandkids need you. Your children need you. Your workplace needs you. Your neighbors need you. The city needs you. The nation needs you. The world needs what you have to offer. You can't die. You can't give up on your dream. It's not about you. It's about more. Change lives. Don't you dare let anything stop you from pursuing